Welcome to another episode of Politico Sexual, where the topics are made up and the issues don't matter. This is Lex <laughs> Tyler. I'm here with Chris Estes. Hey. And let's dive right into it. There's been some primaries again. I know. Shocking. Yeah, I guess so. What happened, sort of. Chris? I mean, Wyoming voted. So, like, those three people said, oh, I'm, you know, they, they don't matter <laughs> is, is the point. Is, is that a quote? Literally... Do we have that on record? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three guys <laughs> in Wyoming. Yep. <laughs> Bernie Sanders won, but there's no one there. So when you win by, like, 10% in Wyoming, you actually get the same number of delegates because there's only, like, two delegates to go around. So... And then Colorado voted on the Republican side, and uh, and Ted Cruz won, like, all of them. So, again, Donald Trump is just, like, floundering away from 1237 as as much as he can. Who would have thought that not being politically correct would be incorrect politically? But he somehow is doing that. Yeah, I don't know that that really has anything to do with anything, really. No. Uh, I mean, no, I don't think doesn't. that his base is turning against him. Really. No, they're not. It's just... The, the reality of politics is starting to set in on this race and people don't like it. People don't <laughs> like it at all. <laughs> no, you can't confront people with reality, man. That's, that's no, going to absolutely throw not. everything into disarray. Fucking heresy. <laughs> yeah. The Colorado one, uh, I mean, you say that they voted, but I mean, nobody voted, right? I mean, or. Yeah, it, it was yet again, one of these like weird fucking things like uh i think north dakota was on the republican side also where like it's just like a weird closed door smoke-filled room convention sort of a deal and <laughs> yeah the... vape filled room <laughs> yeah i, I you got I didn't that cherry how... flavor <laughs> didn't realize how uh how loaded that line was forgot i was talking about colorado i guess but yeah so yeah i mean yeah again they didn't actually have one they just were like hey you 34 people uh go to cleveland and vote for ted cruz cool yeah. All right. All right. Later. We're done. It's kind of becoming the order of the day, really. The what? especially on the Republican side, as things get further and further <laughs> what based is going on on in these states. I mean, like we've we've touched on this stuff before. Like, I mean, especially uh, like the U.S. Virgin Island one was the craziest one because that's the one where uh, where the chair was like, oh yeah. The, the vice president or the co-chair or whatever, he, he's a fucking felon. <laughs> and a and, Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> and a Nazi sympathizer. And now the rest, like, you know, increasingly it feels like more and more states are just like, oh, uh, so so we have to vote for president? But do we want, wait, do we want to actually vote or just like, uh, no? Uh, okay. Uh, you guys just, you guys just go to Cleveland. Do what you want. You're all <laughs> technically unbound or some bullshit like this. <laughs> I think we're going to be probably seeing a lot more of that where, you know, the nitty gritty, yeah. I mean, I, I guess we talked about this last week, but where the technical rules start to apply once things start mattering and nobody really knows what's up or who's where or <laughs> right. what's going on even. <laughs> Although Paul Ryan has said, no, definitely not going to accept it if you guys try to nominate me. Yeah, that's what they all Man say. Is a terrible liar. Yeah. What they all say, Paul Ryan. No yeah. one believes you. Yeah, I, be I believe his biceps. That's what I believe. And <laughs> they they whisper to me in the night, and they say, "Come to Cleveland." Yeah. Biceps don't lie. <laughs> that's factual. People are definitely very upset, though. Uh, I think on both sides, but at least in my social media feeds, there is a lot of butthurtedness going back to the Wyoming thing. Uh, 
the because as as yeah. usual uh the mainstream media is rolling in the super delegates as yes. though it is Jesus. at all relevant <laughs> okay i do want to now we've been saying on here how how little the super delegates matter because of like you know eight years ago hillary was doing the same thing and then like the people voted for barack obama and the super delegates were like okay the people voted for barack obama so i vote for barack obama fine there is one maybe like wrench in the works for that logic it's the Which fact that it's the fact that Bernie Sanders could end up with uh, a majority of the pledge delegates and like way less popular vote. So some of those super delegates might be like, well, Hillary still has like one to one and a half million more votes, so maybe I'll just vote for her anyway. So I mean, that could be like a potential, like you know, stumbling block. But I guess. But then again, but then again, like in a purely would, speculative world where he's only... going to end up with more delegates. Well, right. Of course. <laughs> yes. It is in a purely speculative world, which is not going to happen. No. Cause like, and like, and, and what I'm, what I'm citing here is uh, it was like a 538 article where they were like, okay, so let's imagine in the incredibly yeah. unlikely scenario where Bernie Sanders somehow fights and claws back so much that he ends up with one more delegate than mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton. He'll still have something like 1.1 million fewer votes. Like, even if you factor in, like, how much you will have to come back. Because he's, like, two is million this, votes behind. Like, here's is, the question, though. Is this factoring in caucus votes? Because that was a factor in 2008. Where, if you if you look at the raw numbers, it, like, on if you just go to, say, Wikipedia. I think that there like, are... What are the raw numbers? Right, Obama right. Oh, technically yeah. had less of a popular vote. Except for he didn't. Because they don't... You don't cast a ballot at a primary. And so by well, the time can... that you roll in all of that – at a caucus, I'm sorry. So by the time you roll in all those caucus numbers that aren't actually on the fucking uh, uh, tablets of stone that we yeah. carry down from the Democratic Convention – that's the wrong word. But you know what I'm trying to say. No, no, um, I do know. And so I don't know if I don't know if 538 was including that or not. Um, it's I, I'm kind not of sure how but... exactly they included that. But what I can tell you is that caucus turnout and like raw caucus vote is so – minuscule compared to primary sure. turnout sure. that even if even if they aren't doing that and i think for iowa they're probably not because i don't think that iowa ever reports raw vote totals where other states uh, eventually do like at least to the party or something like that mm -hmm. um either way even if they aren't doing that and that's where they got to something like you know one to one and a half million uh, i bet that that bernie sanders wouldn't make that up in the caucus differences anyway that's fair. Con yeah, considering I mean, the... considering what the turnout has been from other like larger states that have primaries and that sort of thing, he wouldn't make it up. I can I can say that with uh, very strong confidence. Right. In two thousand eight, it was more like you know a few thousand or something like that. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it was it was extremely close. Um, and so the caucus easily could have made that up. Um, yeah. But the 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 fascinating thing, the, I don't know if you've seen this on your feed as well, but on my social media feeds. The story that gets been gotten shared the most is this MSNBC video. Have you seen this at all? It's like a three-minute video from an MSNBC, you know, somewhere in the 24-hour news cycle. They were talking about Wyoming. <laughs> and they had some pundits that were, you know, felt like they needed to express their opinion on there. And some of them just started to go off. And they were like, what is this? You know, Hillary's getting 11 delegates, even though she only got 43% of the vote, or I'm, yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm picking numbers out of the sky here, but... Um, yeah, she lost by, like, something like 11 points or something. 
Yeah, and the and they're just losing their shit over this, and they're like, "This is a rigged system," you know. And so all of these people on Facebook and whatnot that I'm seeing that are Bernie supporters are sharing this, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is the worst." The thing of it is, is that even even barring the whole superdelegate convention, which is thing, which is exactly where this is coming from, you know, yeah, according no, yeah, according to the rules of how the thing is divided, they came up with the same number of pledged because the vote was close. Because math, but they're just factoring in the superdelegates. Also, have... because Wyoming, like yeah. the number of people that vote there are so small. So, yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, like, go ahead. let's extend this for a minute and say that okay, Bernie Sanders, it's eight, and Hillary gets six of the fourteen pledged delegates. Actual parity in raw vote totals between them is so small that for that to equal out to two delegates would actually be really, really in Bernie Sanders' favor compared to, like, where maybe Hillary in a more populous state based on her, uh, like, point right. victory. You know what I'm saying? He would have to like, get 20 he, points he would or so. Get more 20, delegates. 25 points on her. Yeah. Right. He would get more delegates out of this small number of votes. Right. Whereas she could get two points on him in California and come up with 20 more than that. <laughs> right or yeah we're, we're like yeah well we're even where she could like to get an extra two delegates out of california because of that raw to total she'd need like 10 times as many raw votes of separation between them to get those two delegates you know what i mean right right yeah yeah the 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 fascinating thing about this this whole video though that i didn't couldn't even bring myself to watch the whole thing of is 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 these pundits are just losing their shit they're like this is undemocratic and this is voter disenfranchisement and all that kind of thing and i know that we use the word vote <laughs> In the primary yeah. system, but it's not a vote no. in the sense of it's not a legally protected voting right at all. No. Like, <laughs> and and yeah. the hand-wringing yeah, is yeah, just absurd. Yeah, let's get this, like, straight away, like, out there. Uh, we do not, like you said, have the protected right to choose who a party nominates to run. No. We can vote for who the fuck ever we want. We can write them in for president if we want to. Yep. We got that right. You know what we can't do, though? We we don't have the, – the Democratic or Republican parties are not bound to nominate who we want. That's not what – that's right. not how the two-party system works. And if you think that it is, then you're, you know, just in the dark about how fucking broken the two-party system is, really. Right. And that's why superdelegates exist in the first place is so yeah. that the Democratic Party would have a measure of control in case their base just lost their shit and tried to nominate, say – Jewish social democrat, for instance. <laughs> right. Yeah. That doesn't actually know what his policies are. Yep. And and that's all fine and good. But again, uh at the end of the day, we can sit here and, and talk about how yeah, the system is rigged against a candidate like Bernie Sanders, and how people are still, in spite of that, not being rational in their def or in their uh it, for in the reasons why they are calling this system out. Like, they're calling it out for the wrong reasons. It's broken in, in different ways than what they're saying. Right. Uh, that said, all of that aside, uh, Democrats are still voting for Hillary Clinton much more than Bernie Sanders, so it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Like, she's yeah, still I mean, going to win. She's, she's, she's leading like delegates. crazy in the popular vote. Yeah. Like crazy. I mean, yeah. 200, 200 delegates or whatever it does, it doesn't mean anything, but she's leading by what? Millions? Yes. Am I she's wrong about that? Something around in. in Raw vote, uh, I think the numbers that I read, and I'll double check this, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the raw vote was something like 
nine million ish for Hillary, seven million ish for Bernie. Like way ahead. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that extremely puts things into context. That's not just a coin flip in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Where everybody lost their shit at the very beginning of the season. You know, it was, oh, it's a coin flip. That one delegate is going to matter. Yep. Just Out of the really... 2,000. Even though, and that didn't even revolve around a delegate per se, did it? I remember you explaining this to me two months no, ago. And it didn't. then there was uh, a lot of chaos and I forgot. Yeah, I mean, real fast. I won't go into it, but... So Iowa gets 44 state delegates that go to the convention and they get divided up basically evenly based on who was voted for. Hillary's going to get about 23 of those. Bernie's going to get probably 21. Who knows? It could end up 22, 22. Depends. But basically a tie. Those coin tosses were not about those 44 delegates. They weren't even about the 1,400 State delegates that are going to uh, the state convention to decide who, which 44 people to send, they were over the 11,000 precinct delegates <laughs> that go to decide the 1,400 delegates that go to decide the 44 delegates. So, like, this even system MS is so messed up. It is so messed up. But MSNBC, like, those numbers, like when you said that you go to the Wikipedia page to see who's been voting for who, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, in terms of, like, raw vote, uh, you see that in Iowa, Hillary had something like 100 and Bernie had, like, 696 or 697, whatever it might be, because we have about 1,400 state delegates. What it's showing you is the state delegates, those, the, the six coin tosses, weren't even deciding those. Like, that's still another step down the road. That's the 1,400 that decide the 44. No. They were over the 11,000. So it didn't even affect those state delegate numbers at all. At all. So, yeah, so it's fucking just, absurd. No, it's just a way to propagandize the, uh, okay, yeah, here we go. Um, I did find the numbers also. It's just a way to propagandize, you know, whatever is happening. Um, okay, so total popular vote. Um, this is according to NBC News. Hillary is winning by about 14 points. Uh, that's 56% to 42% in popular vote, roughly so far in the primaries. And that is equivalent to about, okay, so Hillary's gotten about 9.36 million votes and bernie is short of 7 million so she's up short by more seven. than short of seven 6.97 million Jesus. so yeah she's up by just about very nearly 2.4 million votes so i mean you know crime all right crime river <laughs> all right uh loyal listeners remember on episode one when we already called the bernie sanders <laughs> campaign over here we are <laughs> it's still fucking over I mean, <laughs> the dead horse is still yeah, being dude. kicked by a 74 yeah. year old Jew. It's just math. All you have to do is like stop listening to propaganda and just like be like, oh, wait, look at these numbers. When you get to a convention, it's just a vote of these people and they're voting one way and it's obvious which way that is. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to concern yourself on the politicization of headlines. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. I uh there was a uh podcast that I've been listening to recently, uh The Fifth Column, I think it is, brand new thing. Uh, a whole bunch of libertarians. It's uh it's interesting to me because I don't really read a lot of non-left-leaning stuff. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, "Oh wow, these are like intelligent guys that I don't actually agree with, but 
I can't, you know, completely shut them down. And one of them said that his major problem, these are all guys in the media. Uh, you know, it's not just assholes like we are. Um, I mean, they're a different kind of asshole. They're assholes in the media. Uh, but <laughs> they, one of them said on their, I think second episode now that their biggest issue with the media right now is identity politics and the hot take. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Especially, I mean, just in what we're talking about right now, the primary season, you know, what is, what have been the big things? The big things have been Hillary Clinton is being maligned for being a woman. Whether this is actually happening or not, no one has actually demonstrated, <laughs> but there's been a whole bunch of fucking hand wringing about it. Uh, on the flip side of that same conversation we have, okay, all Bernie supporters are massages, asshole white dudes, which might be true, but again, very little data on it. <laughs> right. And then... Uh, all of those stories are basically just blown into fucking BuzzFeed headlines, um, you know, basically posturing one political position or another. It's uh, so th this primary season isn't even that interesting on the Democratic side. No, it's absolutely not. That's why <laughs> that's why we get these headlines and stuff, because, dude, there's a 24 hour news cycle to fill. And I mean, you know, like the fact that. Uh, you know, I've seen like a couple like articles that have tried to scratch up some information about like who actually gets like the most negative mentions. And obviously that's nebulous, but mm -hmm. Hillary's always toward the top. Like, you know, like you said, Bernie supporters often want to kind of uh, paint Bernie as the guy who gets smeared by the media or like left out or whatever. But I think the opposite is mostly true in the fact that I think that it is in the media's best interest to make this race look closer than it is and to report on it being closer than it appears, blah, blah, blah. Because that's uh, that's what's going to keep people watching until, you know, the the, uh, the general election starts up. Right. Hillary gets a lot of breathless praise, though, too. Oh, like, no. I, I don't from the establishment media. It's it's quite amazing, really. <laughs> uh, like, for instance, I was listening to Maddow's show, and she brought up, and this was kind of in the news somewhat this week, uh, that the Sanders campaign in, well, not the Sanders campaign, Bernie Sanders himself, at a rally, basically in response to something that the Clinton campaign had either said or insinuated. I, I didn't quite get the what sparked this whole thing off. But he came back hard and at a rally said that Hillary Clinton is not qualified to be president. Right. Did you hear about uh, this? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. And of course he didn't say it like that. Like I just said it, but that's how it got reported. What he said in right. the context of the rally was that she had implied that he wasn't basically. And so he was shooting back and uh -huh. he said that uh, she's not qualified to be president because she takes money from Wall Street and because, you know, this, that, and the other. She voted yeah, for the Iraq War. Like an establishment candidate. An establishment candidate is not qualified to be president, essentially. Right. right? Yeah. Based on his ideology and yes, his right, supporters' right, ideologies. Right, right. Sure, sure. It wasn't a blanket, uh, you know, she's not qualified to be president. And so there was this whole media bruja, and even someone who I respect as being fair, as Maddow, has Jane Sanders on her show. I think it was Tuesday night or whatnot. Um, and puts Jane Sanders on the spot and is like, why did your husband say Hillary Clinton's not qualified? And <laughs> it's like, you know, that's not what he said. Right. Like, that's just objectively not what he said. It was very clearly an ideological attack. Now, I'm not defending what he said, per se. 
Uh, no, because, I, I don't I think mean, it was it is, handled as well as like I, no. I think that he wishes that he worded that differently. I'm sure, but right, and he did walk it back. And I mean, because because everyone knows it's an absurd thing to say. Hillary Clinton is the most qualified person to be president that uh, I can remember. Yeah, like that isn't a sitting president, right? Yeah, <laughs> like no, right. In, in yeah. a long time, you know. I mean, how far back do we have to go? Gore. I mean, aside from that, I mean, I can't think of anybody else as qualified on paper in terms of just her resume. So, of course, he didn't. Yeah, like that. Or, or like, like it'd be like an absurd thing yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah, going back further, sure. Another thing that kind of came out of that was, again, 538, because obviously I, I read most of what they publish also. They said, okay, so it's problematic to say that because one of the main reasons given in, like, surveys blah 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 by women about why they don't uh a seek promotions b get involved in politics etc etc is because they are led to believe that they are not qualified but and i think that that's i'm sure that's true they had data to back it up problem is that again the person to blame for this then is really the media for misrepresenting the quote and not that not that this article was doing it per se but the way that women or young girls or anyone who would potentially be affected by this kind of thing would not be if they'd watch the speech but they would be if they just read the you know the 24-hour news cycle headlines right so again like this is just a media issue really again going back to the hot take going back to the 24-hour news cycle going back to headline-based journalism <laughs> you know that the conversations that we're having are based on just brief snippets of yeah. reality and not based on any sort of thoroughgoing analysis of what's actually happening consistently. Right. right. Just and, in every and, issue. And I mean, yeah. And I only blame the media for it to a certain extent <laughs> because honestly, like if, and this is anecdotal, sure. But if you go to say Facebook where someone's posted an article or anything like this, you're going to see, or even if you just go to like, the comments on an article posted by a news source or anything like that, you're going to see people arguing, especially if you've read the article, you're going to see people arguing over what they believe the article to be based on the fucking headline when they have not clearly read that article, especially when it's an article that is clickbaity or, you know, intentionally bleeding or poorly written or anything like that when it doesn't really give one a sense of what you're going to read in the article. It's part of the way that we just like to me and just like as a, as a public don't have time to read a whole article like if you can't tell me in eight words or less what happened then i'm not going to bother to learn about it right it's almost more excusable if you're a cnn watcher right like if if that's your primary right. news source is the, the is broadcast news then you could almost forgive somebody because that is by its very nature you know very prepackaged this is the the fox news effect that you know we always talk about Right. Like that white, old white people sitting in their trailer home watching Fox News. Okay. Right. I get why you don't have anything else better. Or you're my dad and you're listening to 1040 WHO in Des Moines, the most conservative fucking AM station on the fucking planet. <laughs> but if you're on the internet, like most people <laughs> at this point under the age of 60 or 70, right. <laughs> and even many people <laughs> above that age, uh, sure. it's, it's harder to justify. I know people do it, as you just said, if you go down in the comments of an article. But in my experience, no matter how questionable the source, uh, 
no matter even if you're getting your news from you know Breitbart, God help you. If you actually <laughs> read the article, it tends to have some sort of context. It might not be a hundred percent, you know, forthcoming or even a hundred percent factual, but sure. there will be some sort of context or elaboration or even linkage, if you're lucky. Yeah. For you to go off of. And it's people don't want to do it. No, clearly. they don't. Yeah. For some reason. For some reason. I mean, <laughs> it's uh the the same thing that uh I I refuse to talk about this. I'll just fucking lose my uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just lose my shit. Okay, fine. I'll lose my shit. It's up to you. I watched this. I watched this fucking video today. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I watched this video that was basically I don't even know. It was an ad for a book, right? And the book was about the media. Okay. And, <laughs> and, okay. And and we and everybody loves to attack the media. I mean, this is one of the things that the Trump campaign loves to attack is the media. It's part of the establishment, you know. And then and then people go home and they watch Spotlight and they're and they're like, "Oh god, the Boston Globe, it's so fucking wonderful to, you know, expose all these pedophile priests, you know. Where are <laughs> right. the journalists?" And it's like, right. "Well, they're they're still working at the Boston Globe." And yeah, right. also msnbc and yeah and cnbc and and the wapo and huffpo sort of but probably not and yeah. you know there are people in all of these organizations no matter who, how good or bad you perceive their bias to be that are doing the goddamn work so at buzzfeed so i'm watching this video and it's like oh well you know this that and the media and he says that he brings up gawker right and about how mm -hmm. One of the higher-ups at Gawker said, you know, I will always publish a sex scandal, you know, a sex tape. Again, going back to the whole Hulk Hogan thing, right? Sure, yeah. And they're like, under what circumstances would you not? And he's like, well, I guess if it was a, a child porn, you know, or something. Okay. And, and this is like this hand-drawn animation. And it's like at the top of the thing is like, Gawker is not ethical. <laughs> because the only circumstances in which they would not publish is if it was child porn, you know, fear the media. It's just like, what right. is this? What is this? Like, I, I, you're, you're a, you're a video promoting a book that's purporting to expose <laughs> the media by creating a clickbaity video to sell a book. It's not in the video <laughs> that is hyperbolizing the media and taking things out oh, of context. Oh, God, my head hurts. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way, I mean, like, to, to your point, though, the way that people demonize the media as a concept or an institution is just stupid. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shitty media out there. But even the place, a lot of the places that do have shitty journalism going on also have really great, incisive, uh, illuminating journalism going on from other journalists. To, I think that to take almost any, like, umbrella organization, news organization, I mean, and certainly they're, they're, they're degrees for this. Uh, but just take any of these 
as like one umbrella organization and to say that nope, this is a bad place. They do bad things. I think is really like way too black and white and way too. I, I just think it's short sighted. I guess. Well, and it's not the, the source of the problem, right? Like the oh yeah, we we'd love to attack the media or the establishment or the Democratic Party or Hillary Clinton or whoever you know Mitt Romney, uh-huh. but sure. none of these people are the problem. They're all symptoms of the problem. I mean, ultimately, if we want the problem and we want to paint it broad strokes, the problem is us. Yes, absolutely. Hey, if you don't want Docker to... And look, Docker does a lot of good journalism. There have been some great journalists who have gone on to uh, work for more uh, you know, respected outlets after getting their start there or getting at least their national start there um, who had like either less savory articles or reports or just things that had more clickbaity titles. Uh, I mean, one thing that I follow really closely and have another podcast about is pro wrestling. David Shoemaker is probably the, at least for my money, like the preeminent, most even-handed, most insightful journalist about professional wrestling. He's working for The Ringer right now. He was at ESPN before this. Started at Deadspin, and his article, while still very well written and uh, often incredibly interesting, was called like "Dead Pro Wrestler of the Week" because that was the title that got clicks. You know why it was called "Dead Pro Wrestler of the Week"? Because it was a title that got clicks, and you know what got clicks? Because we are all terrible, and that's what we click on. <laughs> like it's like it's, to your point, it's coming back to the fact that hey, if we stop reading shit that has that kind of a hook to it, then fucking they'll stop doing that. But as long as that is what will keep these organizations afloat uh, to continue to do the journalism that they are doing, then right. I mean, both the good and the bad journalism, then uh, they're going to do it. And that's, right. that's not on them as much as it's probably back on us. Everybody was always like, where's the good journalism? You know, oh, the media. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you, know, you want to know where the good journalism is? I just fucking picked up um, the Atlantic from this past month that had that story that Jeffrey Goldberg did, The Obama Doctrine, that I'd already read online, but I was at a used bookstore and found that magazine. And I was like, yes, I want to print a copy of this. This is absolutely something <laughs> I want to have around because it's an incredible piece. It's huge. <laughs> it's like yeah. 20 like double column width <laughs> pages, <laughs> but it's fucking phenomenal and it's like you want to create journalism like there it is like this is this is fucking incredible work and if you want to go dive even deeper on it there is a lot of other journalists that have that spent like the week or two weeks after that piece was originally published online responding to that in not quite as long form pieces but fairly substantial think pieces it's all out there you know and it's uh, the thing of it is is that the obama doctrine i mean while for politico-sexuals such as ourselves might get our dick hard <laughs> does not generate you know your fucking cousin on Facebook to get like really excited and click on it that's right. not other than other than maybe your dumb idiot cousin that you have hidden from Facebook will see an article titled <laughs> the Obama doctrine and then make an ill-informed comment on it right that will not read it and be like oh he's a dirty muslim <laughs> right yeah cuz that's what people do doctrine obama is indoctrinating our gay children Yep. God, you know, I wish. Something like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of dry Muslims out here. And they will gay marry us. Yeah, it's, it's it's dry out here in Iowa. I could use some more gay Muslims. Well, like, just saying. Well, you know, like. I'll send some Obama doctor in your way. <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> if, if that's I love that this has become hours. a thing. I imagine that it's like... <laughs> A, a a bubble wrap envelope that you like open up and <laughs> glitter and rainbows just shoot out and a whole bunch of Muslims yeah. just appear like in various states of undress. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And then like, you know, it also has like a little like tube of, of lotion. You have to like rub some on your shoulders before you go to bed every night too to keep the effects long lasting. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you turn into a Chinese. <laughs> just, just because <laughs> that's the obama doctor he's yeah he's trying to sell us all to the chinese yeah because don't i don't know if you know this but roughly uh something like 90 percent of the national debt which is bankrupting our country and sending us into oblivion and making us a third world country is owned by china and in one of these days China's going to ask for that money back just to oh, fuck us. I don't know then, if you know that or not. What are we going to do? I just assumed that they'd like kick us out of the house. Like they'll just put a big, huge pink <laughs> sticker on America and be like, get up to Canada. <laughs> this isn't yours anymore. So, so you know, those, um, those cities that they're building in China, they don't have anybody in them. <laughs> what if what if all of those are actually built like nobody knows but like they're all built on like these big sea liners but like they didn't tell anybody and so they just kind of like push them off to sea and and they I'm like land on california shore happening. yeah yep. <laughs> and then they're just like well our cities are inside you now <laughs> <laughs> and america is just like sitting in their homes screaming out their windows squatters rights That's yeah because we've really respected the rights of indigenous people elsewhere oh yeah you know it'll be yeah i mean you know we'll get what's coming to us i guess yeah no kidding now that you know if karma were real that would that one's taking a long fucking time to get back to us <laughs> yeah no that's that that just goes back to you know all of the uh super right-wing conspiracy fantasies you know the is is when exactly is this going to happen if 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 the, I don't know, the united Lex, states government is going to come back well yeah no I kidding mean, you know... but just but to more recent events that they believe in you know if if the u.s is really insolvent at what point do we actually go bankrupt if obama is is as secretly a fascist dictator at what point does he declare martial law and i FEMA imagine that has all these camps open up and everything any moment at any moment barack obama is going to step out the front door of the white house <laughs> outturn his front pockets shrug and it'll just be a big national womp womp and then china will move right in like that's how it happens not with a bang but with a womp womp the end there's, of america there's somebody holed up in like some hotel across the street <laughs> some like <laughs> chinese operative that's just that's just their entire job is to like sit in the hotel room smoking cigarettes and waiting to see when obama does this like they're like, wait for yep. the sign. Well, what's the sign? You'll know when you see it. <laughs> I mean, if that happened, I think that I would know. I think I'd be like, oh, yeah, they were right. I did that know it. when I saw it. Yep. That was definitely it. <laughs> that was definitely wait worth waiting 40 years for. <laughs> I'm really old and have uh... heart disease now. <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't have just called us. <laughs> they have phones in America, right? <laughs> 
Oh, no, no, we we don't. Uh, you know, they're all produced in China. They're all spy devices. That's why we've oh. all got our iPhones. Clearly. The I is for China. You know what we also <laughs> have in this country, though, and lots of? What? Guns. Oh, we got all the guns. Oh, we got all the guns. Which brings us to our... I had to rescue that conversation from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the drain that it was swirling. <laughs> so this is our Second Amendment Watch segment of the week. Nothing, In nothing super. Watch. <laughs> can we? Can I, I, we I don't want to like record. record a, uh, <laughs> I don't want to record a jingle, but I will sing a jingle, like a new one every week. Okay, for I'm, all of I'm our on board segments. With this. All right. Sweet. That means – you know what that means, right? Is that we're going to devise new segments just so that I can hear you make jingles <laughs> for each of them. That's fine. But this week in Second Amendment Watch, um, somebody made a, a duck hunt gun out of a Glock. Preposterous. Yeah, that's it's really <laughs> not much of a lead when I just put it out there like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like – okay. I don't, I don't mean to get too serious about this too quickly, but like – that's real fucking dumb. <laughs> like, okay, we have a problem. We have a problem in America with police violence. Yeah, we start making we... guns that intentionally look more and more like toys. Right. Like, not. I mean, not only do we have that problem, we also we also have a problem of children who don't understand guns or know how to use guns accidentally using guns and hurting other children etc etc like this is just so many problems waiting to happen it's not worth it it's not worth it for some nerd who thinks that he wants a gun to be like cool look at my gun guys because he'll certainly shoot his friends accidentally also i'm actually really on board with this now that you put it that way (laughs) (laughs) i think we get need to get these in the hands of nerds just for free like this should be like a government bailout kind of thing like like we'll just bill it as the nerds don't have enough guns quick get them all duck hunt guns yeah they will the love only, them and shoot their friends the only thing that, that can stop nerds. a nerd with a blog is a nerd with a gun yeah so so that's a bad idea no one no one should have done that it is a bad idea. It's it's kind of like our Second Amendment watch of last week where it doesn't have any actual meaning. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a gun that's already in production. It just has a coat of paint on it. You know, it's um, it's like a, for some reason, my mind immediately went to those gold-plated guns from Face Off. Like it's, <laughs> it's basically those. But uh, just in terms of our an ongoing uh, a campaign to abolish the Second Amendment, this is just more fodder for... The culture yeah. of gun violence that we have, which yeah, is dude, just absurd. Like, making guns look less like guns is, I mean, I mean, like we again, we like touched on this last week, but like the one, the eye gun, the the gun that looks like an iPhone that we talked about last week. I mean, like if you have a gun secreted away in your bag or your pants or something like that, okay, you have a hidden gun. If you have a gun that is in in the case of that one intentionally, or in the case of this one, maybe unintentionally able to just be carried around in your hand to use at a moment's notice so that you can even have it like disguised so the gun's not just concealed it's disguised right that is just promoting gun violence like there's no there's no two ways about it like it just is yeah this is i feel like i'm going back to the same argument that i was making on the primaries and and the media though is (laughs) that the problem once again 
is not that people make concealed or disguised or spy guns uh, or whatever. I mean, ultimately, right? Like, ultimately, the problem is not right. Glock. Actually, it wasn't Glock that was doing this paint job, but you know what I mean? Um, the problem is us. The problem is, once again, us. <laughs> and the fact that it is the 21st century and we have not repealed the Second Amendment. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's just all there is to it. And the problem is we haven't repealed the Second Amendment because we haven't mobilized as a voting population enough to elect people that are not bought by the NRA. We haven't mobilized enough to elect people that are not sold out for this absurd document that was written 250 years ago called the Constitution. Like, we have not... <laughs> you know what I think is even a bigger problem than the fact that we haven't mobilized to do that? Hmm. The fact that most Americans want their guns like unfortunately right. like there aren't enough of us to mobilize to make that happen unless like it was just like a matter of voter turnout but if everyone turned out and everyone mobilized we'd still have guns maybe more guns you're right no you're right about that i mean there's if this election is teaching us anything at all <laughs> it's that there is we have a we have a surplus of assholes in this country. Just yeah. an overabundance, an embarrassment of riches of assholes. Right. And not in a way that is good for my people. <laughs> it's not in a um, way that is good for anyone. No. It's and there's there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, you're right. If if things were a democracy, you know, then sure. But look at the things that we have gotten recently, right? Yeah. Look at, look at the way popular opinion has shifted. We went from when I came out of the closet in the year 2000, uh, <laughs> where basically in the year 2000, <laughs> I can't done, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that every time anyone says 2000? Oh, absolutely. We have to okay, start talking good. about the year 2000 more, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we will because the year 2016 is far too depressing to keep talking about. Oh, yeah. Fucking uh, we, could, we could just have a Let's historical political podcast. Let's go back to like October podcast. 2000. Let's do okay. that right before the election. That's all I really need because I think Magnolia was out by then and I can just watch that movie over and over and be happy. Yeah, let's let's watch Magnolia until we both decompose. Okay. Let's let's get like let's New get like podcast. a handle a handle of whiskey and just watch Magnolia until we both die of either liquor poisoning or starvation or we, a little bit of both. We tried that last weekend and it didn't go very well. Ah fuck. <laughs> well, well anyway. That's not gonna stop me from giving another go. Anyway, when I came out of the closet <laughs> over not a handle of whiskey, um, in the year two thousand. In the year two thousand thank you uh, uh -huh. there was it was not the shit show that coming out was in say you know the 70s right but it was not something that was popular at the time you know it wasn't right. something that was just generally considered cool beans as they said in the year 2000 <laughs> in the year 2000 <laughs> But now, now, in the year 2016, for which we don't have a cool jingle, uh, mm. there is a majority of support for 
basically what the gay rights program, such that it is, has defined as what gay rights are. Just in terms of nationwide. And that's just in the past 16 years. To say nothing of where we came from since you know, the fifties when people didn't even know that gay people existed, you know? (laughs) And and I mean, I think that that progress is moving faster and faster as we go too, you know? Right. And so in terms of mobilizing, yeah, if we're looking at this, that, um, you know, a social issue, we don't have the majority support for clearly it starts with some sort of concentrated social movement before it hits votes. Right. No, you're, you're totally right. And I don't mean when I say that, you know, the, the public would vote for guns if, you know, a 100% turnout election was held today. I don't mean to say that that means that we shouldn't try to do something about it. I just mean that, like, we're a long fucking way from from getting this done, I think. And 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 like you said, we, we do need to start somewhere, kind of, uh, you're, and, and you're make right. that movement. But... You're right. We are a long fucking way. But I guess my point is that the gay rights movement accomplished a lot in what 50 years and what they did i mean first of all they had they had a couple key political uh epiphanies i suppose you would say um and the the major one is identity politics which is not something that we could leverage in trying to repeal the second amendment yeah unfortunately i mean there's not. just there's just no way to to leverage that over a whole bunch of narcissistic fuckhead undereducated millennials. Right. And what if generation I, what if I Z identify, or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. Whatever. What if I identify <laughs> as someone who doesn't want to be shot by a bullet? Can I, can I make that an identity and then say, it's my right not to be shot by bullets. I feel like that's a reasonable right to have. I don't know. I th- I think we somehow be easier... turn this into identity politics and then and then I think rally it would be easier to say that you... identity. I think it would be easier to identify as a bullet. Wait, what? Yeah, I was gonna say, what if I identify <laughs> as a gun and I just start like pooping on people's lawns and like giving grandmas <laughs> dirty looks? Oh, that gun's bad news. I mean, I have a video camera. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we, we can try this. Do. All right. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing that's gonna happen is you do a little time. You know, and you get you get on BuzzFeed and then and then we'll have a listening audience. Um, (laughs) So basically, we should do this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I think that I want a gun costume because otherwise it's going to be I can't just like shout at the camera before every piece of shtick and be like, I am a gun. Remember this when I poop on this lawn. Yeah, I think that we need a gun costume and then we're set. Okay. All right. Well. I yeah. will. I think we just fix America. All right, I'll buy the coffee. <laughs> <With> gun costumes. <laughs> cool. It's kind of our, it's kind of our gag, fixing America with gun costumes. Yeah, I mean, really, any costumes, anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it's it, we we definitely would have more pull over fuckhead, undereducated, narcissistic millennials and younger if we were furries. Uh, or if we were cosplayers, <laughs> or if we were literally anything uh, other than a cynical 30-somethings making a political podcast. <laughs> but here we are. I the I guess my whole point in that uh, little diatribe, though, is that 
uh, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying last week about prison abolition movements is that there's got to be a way to get that loud and that constant because the conservatives are right. You know, the, the, the old straight white dudes, they're all like, why do you got to keep putting that gay in my face? You know, (laughs) mailing me Obama doctrine packets of glitter (laughs) and rainbows. They're right. You know, I, we did just fucking smear it all over their face and all over the news all of the time, all of the fucking time, uh, to the point of, you know, just absurdity, like, yeah, no. like inventing hate crimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> inventing things to be butthurt about. Uh, and we got to do the you're, same. You're right. And if, and if it had been like this, like polite, like, oh, sir, we would like our rights. And and if you know, like the that movement had listened to the people who were like, "Why you gotta flaunt it? Why you need a pride parade? There ain't no straight pride parade." If you had, you know, like if if that right. had been listened to, we wouldn't be anywhere near the progress that we are right now. So yeah, that's right. why we you should... need a pride parade. That's I, why you need a Black I, History Month, not a White History Month. That's why you need all of these things. I was you. I, I thought you asked where you're going with parade. Is that's exactly where my mind went? Is I'm like, let's just have anti-gun parades. <laughs> oh. We should yeah. do that. We should start staging anti-gun parades. Like, like again, I mean, figure out ways that are not... Okay, here's what I would like to not do. I'll, if be, you I'll gonna... be the gun that poops on yards. You be the gun that is gay, because that'll really scare off gun owners. <laughs> is my gun. gun gay? <laughs> yeah, like, they'll they'll be very afraid of their guns. What if maybe I was they, just a gun that Maybe their dick. guns will gay marry them in the night. Uh-oh. <laughs> what if I was a Muslim gun? How about that? Oh, now, shit. I mean, I, I like that for pissing them off. Although I think that we might piss off some Muslims in the process too, and that would be an yeah, undesirable maybe side effect. Stay um, away from that one. Yeah, because that was definitely not the intention. Um, oh but... yeah, there's going to be some problematic stuff that creeps in with that <laughs> with that methodology. <laughs> I like I like how angry white people would be though. Like in my oh, they speculative would be so world. Angry. Um, but yeah, I I mean that's I mean that's I mean that's something that we could actually start staging. You know, here in Iowa, easily, <laughs> yeah. because because yeah. here's here's my problem with the way I've seen protest movements recently. Okay, is and again, I have no one to blame but myself because it's not like I'm going to these things either. You know, I'm sitting in my room and uh, fucking reading Gawker and fucking getting angry at videos <laughs> on Facebook, right? Right. But when I do see stories about protests and whatnot that are happening now. Uh, a lot of times they're just fairly anemic, you know, uh, a couple oh, yeah. days ago, a whole bunch of people just did a sit down on the nation capital and dressed up as, uh, wall street people. Okay. You, you know, what's not interesting anymore attacking wall street. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, <sighs> I know, I, I know people <laughs> can just, that is the exact sentiment of how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <sighs> one of these guys that uh, runs this podcast I was talking about earlier. I was on his Twitter, and one of his tweets was during a uh, Bernie rally or a talk on something like that. And, and his tweet was, I hope he talks about the billionaires. <laughs> 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 like, please stop, Bernie. Please stop saying Bye. the same shit over and over and over. And, like, that's an interesting yep. thing to... um. Well, it's not an interesting thing. It's an important thing to address, I guess. 
Yeah, I guess. Um, tell me how you'd legislate that. <laughs> That's that is the sixteen thousand dollar question. No, I guess. really, Bernie. Tell me, since you couldn't tell the New York Daily News. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, I'm all for an eighty percent tax on you know the upper decile or upper percentile or you know wherever we want to cut it off you know like yeah sure that's that's great but that doesn't fix tax havens yep, <laughs> as, exactly as we've yeah. seen with the panama papers you know yeah exactly i mean like yeah i mean we we mentioned this last week we don't really need to get into it i guess but yeah that's why uh there aren't really very many americans implicated because <laughs> fucking you know there's there's ways to do it. There's you know there is Panama if if one would so choose, but there's other ways to do it that are even easier for Americans. Yeah. So and you know and we, worst case scenario, we make it harder on Americans. So the next time that something like the Panama Papers comes out, we find out. Oh hey, look, they have been doing the same thing in the you know somewhere else, somewhere that's not Panama, somewhere further from where they're already fucking doing it because they're clearly fucking doing it. Yeah. You know what we could do, though? What's that? We we could repeal the Second Amendment. We could. We could stop giving billions of dollars of aid to Israel, where Israeli won't. soldiers well, we shoot 13-year-olds in the streets. They're probably daily. Yeah. I don't know about... Oh, yeah. But but with regularity. It's, it's happened with twice yeah. this month that there has been news stories about already. Yeah, twice this month that it's been seen and reported. Right. Um... Those are things we could do. We could we could increase the the tax rate on the upper decile. We could repeal the Second Amendment. We could stop giving aid to apartheid regimes. Those are all things that we could do. All sounds very great. easily. Yep. Well, I mean, easily is a stretch, but they're within the realm, relatively easily. Right, they're within the realm of what one can do within the Republican system we find ourselves. Yep. Unlike. Bullshit Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump say, which you cannot <laughs> right. do within the Republican system that we find ourselves. Yeah, do I, I mean, I'm sure Bernie does. I'm sure that Bernie is a very deft politician who knows what he's saying and knows why he's saying it. And you think Barney Donald Frank Trump doesn't think so, but okay. Well, that aside, <laughs> do you think that uh, Donald Trump even knows that he can't do the things that he wants to do? No, no, I absolutely do not know that he even knows where he is at any given time. <laughs> I think he just does a whole bunch of fucking bath salts like right before he goes on that's that's my assessment of what is probably going on there because you, you know can't you know who that uh, shitness any other way yeah you know who really buys into that bat shitness hmm. it's our trump supporter of the week oh yes the alley here's the alley yep that's right here's the alley star mm. of cheers and <laughs> veronica's closet and whatever the fuck else he was on. Uh, she was on something. Jenny Craig. Jenny Craig. Jenny Craig. Yes, That's the one. Yes. Uh, yeah, but uh, for a really the, long time, the the woman who for many seasons portrayed Rebecca Howe on Cheers is now come out <laughs> in support of Donald Trump, which is really funny because Rebecca Howe was like this uh, career woman who really just wanted to like use her career to land a rich boyfriend, and routinely talked about how attractive donald trump was and how much that she wanted to date donald trump and then they even brought in a character named robin colquitt and the way that they introduced him was when she was lamenting her singlehood and she goes 
oh, who am I kidding? It's not like Donald Trump or Robin Colquitt is going to walk through that door. And then the fictional character Robin Colquitt did. But, I mean, he was just a <laughs> Donald Trump avatar. She spent years, like, <laughs> like, fictionally pursuing Donald Trump. And now here she is. She gets to vote for him in a real, alive presidential election. A dream come true. A miracle in America. Do you think that she'll masturbate to this? This like, podcast? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> the... <laughs> I wasn't going to allow you to tell me no before I told you that, yes, she will masturbate to our podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Uh, <laughs> well, the podcast uh, is over, everybody. Lexa's thanks dead. for listening. <laughs> How do I stop recording? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs>